Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Ready or Not. This is the Daycare Diaries. I'm not sure how often I'll do these, probably just the once, or if they're at all helpful, but for those approaching the beginning of daycare, I thought I would tell you how it's played out for us, because I think it's been a pretty stock standard first month or so of daycare. Spoiler alert, daycare sickness really is a thing, but despite all the grim sicknesses and the emotions that come with it, I want to preface all this by saying that I still feel really positive about daycare. I know it's going to help him in ways that I don't and can't at home. And for that reason alone, I really love it and appreciate it. Just have to get through a couple of bouts of gastro and colds and all the rest first. So before we get into it, I thought I'd provide a bit of context. Ray was 10 months old when he started last month and I've only returned to about six hours of paid work a week. So our childcare subsidy is pretty great at the moment. And my work will ramp up in the next few weeks. So I'll start working about three days a week from April. He went once a week for the first month, which after recording my daycare Q&A episode with an expert, isn't the ideal by the sounds of things. It's not the end of the world. And obviously you have to do what works for you financially, logistically, emotionally, and all of that. But I think it's technically best to start them at two days a week, even if it feels like a half day or it is a half day as they get used to it. Because obviously a week in a baby's life is really long. So their memory might be a bit better if they're going two days a week rather than waiting a full week to go through it all again and feeling like you're just starting again every week. He eats pretty well when he's not sick, but he doesn't take a bottle. Because he's nearly one, I haven't worried too much about that and I haven't bothered doing anything like pumping because we only really feed morning and night and sometimes in the middle of the day now. But as far as daycare is concerned with his eating, it's just water and food. He's not having a bottle. So in preparation for him starting, I sat in the room with him twice. Both were only for about half an hour because it's pretty bloody boring. But my husband came for one of those visits because I really wanted to ensure that it wasn't all on me to get familiar with this. And in terms of updates, our daycare gives us photos at the end of the day through Story Park. I know some parents would prefer updates as the day goes on and some daycares are really specific. They'll tell you when they've changed the nappy and whatnot in the app, which I don't think ours does or I just haven't found that functionality. But for me, this works really well what we're offered. Out of sight, out of mind is sort of my approach to it. I think I'd be a bit more upset if I actually got live updates seeing him there. I think that would upset me more than just logging in at the end of the day and seeing some cute photos that way. And last bit of context here is that daycare is really close to us and we've got no traffic basically on that drive. I just think that's worth adding because if you have either a high traffic area or daycare being a bit further away, that's going to add a layer that I'm not talking about today. So let's start with the dreaded first drop off. In the lead up, I was actually feeling really good about starting daycare But a few people, and I'm sure it was absolutely unintentional, made me feel really emotional and guilty in the days leading up to it, to the point where I hardly slept the night before. Grappling these emotions is really tricky, but I kept coming back to what Phoebe Simmons said in episode 11 of Ready or Not. There's only so many rattles I can shake in my son's face, and also the fact that I was really starting to want a break. So lots of emotions in those days leading up, but mostly I was feeling pretty good and ready for that break. My husband came to that first drop-off with me, which really helped to ease my emotions as he's much more pragmatic than me. I was feeling on the verge of crying the whole way there, but I actually didn't cry. Being a little under a year, 
Ray was quite distracted when we dropped him off and I do think this has made it easier because he wasn't as wise as some older babies might be. So I think that's what helped. And obviously there's no shame in crying too, but I just really didn't want to spend my whole day crying. If you do, that is absolutely normal. I think having Hayden there really helped me. So that might be a way you can go about it too. I told him I loved him, but didn't say goodbye per se. I didn't want to make a fuss of it for either of us. And we left him in the very capable hands of the educators and just walked out. Coming back to an empty house was all sorts of weird and wonderful. And I called up daycare to see how he was going about two hours after we dropped him off. They said he was a little bit upset and this did break my heart. But when I spoke to my husband about it, he said, don't forget that he does get upset at home too. This was a really great mindset for me and it's something I'm now keeping in the back of my mind always. He went for about three hours that first day and he did pretty well. He didn't get a hell of a lot of sleep. He didn't eat heaps. He was a little bit upset, but he wasn't too bad. So what's happened since? The next week, so his second day, my husband did both the drop-off and the pick-up. Ray had a bit of a temperature that week from teething, so they actually called and asked for him to be picked up. When they called me, because of course I was called first, I was in a Zoom recording for Ready or Not. So my husband was called and he left work to go get him and bring him home. I was quite happy that early on the educators were getting in a rhythm of learning that my husband was going to be heavily involved in daycare life. So as much as it was a shame that he was picked up so early, I think that was a good silver lining of also my husband realising what it's going to be like to do daycare and navigating that all with work. That third week he couldn't go as he had his first daycare cold, which was annoying but very inevitable from what I've heard. So then the following week or that fourth week is when he went up to two days. Ray still wasn't sleeping much at daycare and he wasn't eating very well this week, both at home and at daycare, which might have just been the emotions around starting daycare or maybe it was teething. I don't really know. I can't remember much from the Tuesday, but my husband did the drop off and the pickup. I asked him to send me a photo of Ray at daycare just so I had that visual of him actually being there. And stupidly, my husband sent me a photo where I could see he was crying. I gave him some very firm feedback to take the photo from behind next time. The next day on the Wednesday, I did both the drop-off and the picker. He was pretty sad when I left him and the educators said on both the Tuesday and the Wednesday they could hardly put him down, which is never nice to hear, but lucky he has such beautiful people looking after him. Another friend had just emotionally left her son there too that day, who was also crying, and we sent a lot of notes back and forth about how hard it is leaving them when they're emotional. We tried to remind each other why we're doing it. And the things that I have found helpful here is reminding myself that just yesterday I was desperate for that break and for that time to put into work and myself. And my mum and I are always joking now about what Phoebe said, that there's only so many rattles I can shake in front of his face. That afternoon, I took my mum with me to pick him up so that she could see the daycare. He smiled for half a second when he saw us, then burst into tears as though to say, where the fuck have you been? He wouldn't go to my mum and would only go to me, which is pretty rare. It was pretty devastating to see that, especially considering I got my husband to do the drop-off, thinking that would be the sad end. But on the flip side, I guess I was taking him home and not walking away from him, so it was helpful in that respect. Fast forward to his second week of two days, which is this week, and he's sick again with a cold that really ramped up on the Sunday prior. He wasn't well enough to go on Tuesday, And it was lucky I had grandparents to help me with the juggle because I had a few meetings. He actually smelled of vomit that morning, but I couldn't see any on his sheets or clothes. So I just sort of forgot about it and washed his sheets anyway. 
My husband also said he didn't feel that well that morning, but we again didn't think much of it. He was fine and just kept going. On that Tuesday night, though, I woke up after midnight with gastro, proper projectile vomiting for a few hours on the eve of what was a really important work day for me. I got an exciting freelance job producing another podcast, and we were set to record the pilot episode on the Wednesday. I was also asked to do a talk with another company for International Women's Day and I was interviewing a guest for Ready or Not that I was really excited about. I had to cancel all of that after being up all night with the gastro and with a big work day ahead that he couldn't change, my husband had to drive our son to his parents' house one hour away. So lots of logistics and the guilt is worse than I could have ever imagined. The sickness was totally unavoidable, but I felt like I was letting everyone down and it really made me sympathize with how hard the juggle is in a very real way. Extra shout out to those doing single parenting or without the help of grandparents. You're amazing. So that's two days of daycare paid for without him attending. On the flip side, our daycare is really good at letting us do a makeup day at no extra cost. So he's going to go in tomorrow. That's if he's well enough. Here's hoping. So that's a wrap on what's happened in our first month or so of daycare. So hopefully it gives you an idea of what to expect, as I think my experience is a pretty normal one. Ray is yet to sleep more than 45 minutes at a time there, and the sickness really is as bad as I'd heard. It's really hard to give an honest account without feeling like you're scaring the living daylights out of people who are approaching this phase of their lives. But as much as there's definite obstacles, I feel really lucky to be able to send him to daycare and I think the hurdles are worth it. Hopefully this helps some of you either feel a little less alone or a little more prepared. That's it for this bonus episode. See you next week for a really exciting interview with a really amazing trans dad, Max Jehufa. Thanks for listening to Ready or Not. If you liked the show, please tell your friends, subscribe or write a review. You can also find us on Instagram at readyornot.com. Pod. That's it for today. We'll see you next time.